Hello beautiful internet family, Dan here from dancetube.tv and I've made it my mission on this channel to help people unlock their creative potential with technology. And in this video, I'm showcasing the 26 must-know tips and settings for the newly released DJI Air 2S. That's right, you heard me right, 26 tips and settings. This is one of those videos that's crammed with value. There's so much in here. You can come back and review these tips and settings and you can hopefully get so much out of this video. That's the whole idea of this. I want you guys to really understand the menu system and how to navigate your newly purchased DJI Air 2S. There's a lot to this drone and it has some really cool tips and settings within the interface that you guys can learn and really get the most out of your drone experience. So the first section that we're going to go through is the flight menu. And this is the first thing that you see once you press go fly. It's the camera feed with all those buttons and icons around the border. You've got the record button on the right, battery in the top right, and then the map in the bottom left. It's confusing, it's a little overwhelming for new pilots, and this is the flight menu. This is where we're going to unpack everything you need to know on this screen right here. So in the top left corner, you can press altitude zone. And basically that will pull down a little pre-flight check. It's a really handy menu and they've actually kind of simplified it more with the Air 2S. It previously had a few other options including the option to format your SD card, but for whatever reason they've simplified it and made it a lot easier on the eyes. Once the pre-flight check pops up, it will tell you what the status of the aircraft is sitting at. So for me, it was just in normal. So that meant that everything was fine. I had no issues. I didn't have to calibrate anything. It was connected to enough satellites and there were no errors or issues that it was recognizing. So it was in a normal mode and it was ready to go. But this is the section that you want to click on to find out what's going on. There might be some error messages. You might have to calibrate something. It just really breaks down exactly what's going on with the aircraft. And it's a nice, quick, easy glance. And then from there you have the auto return to home altitude, the max altitude and the max distance. So this is really important to get your head around. The return to home altitude is really important. By default, it's normally set relatively low. It's set at like 30 meters. And this basically means that when the drone returns to home, it's only gonna be returning at 30 meters height. A lot of the time buildings and trees can be higher than that depending on where you launch the drone from. So I like to keep it as safe as possible and put it up to 80 meters and sometimes 100 meters depending on where I'm flying. On top of that, you can have a look through the max altitude and max distance. This is a really nice tool to get your head around if you're practicing flying. If you haven't flown before, or if you're new to this, or if someone else wants to fly the drone, you can really limit the max distance and the max altitude. And if you're focused in on just getting used to the drone, you can fly in an open field and really limit the altitude and distance so that you're flying in a nice confined area. This is really helpful, and I think this is great advice for people starting out. The max altitude is legally set to 120 meters. This is really important to get your head around. You need to follow local laws and regulations. Don't fly your drone dangerously and don't go over 120 meters. That's just illegal and can cause a lot of issues and can also jeopardize the whole space of you know, the drone industry as a whole. So keep that in mind when you're flying your drone. The other thing we're gonna look at now is the safety assistance, which is tip two. And this gives you the opportunity to actually disable sideways flight. So the reason you would want to use this 
is again maybe in those practice scenarios where you've limited the altitude and the distance and then you don't want to fly left and right you just want to get used to forward and back and up and down this is just a nice easy way to limit that so you have a bit more control over the drone in a safer environment just to get used to some basic movements Moving on to tip three, which is focused in on the map. This is something you should really get your head around. And again, it's a really important safety tool and something that you can utilize through the application itself. So you tap that map icon, it will pull it up to a smaller map. You can tap on that smaller map and make it a larger map. And then from there, you can see the key pieces of information. You can see where all the aerodromes are, where all the flight paths are. And then you can actually set pinpoints to see whether you're allowed to fly in certain areas and what the rules and regulations are around flying in those areas. And then on top of that, you can also have a look through the Air Sense, which is a new piece of technology that they've started implementing into the Air 2S. And this will be something I'll get into a little bit later because you actually have to enable this through your settings. Um, but it's a really, really important thing to get your head around, again, for safety. DJI are really pushing safety and making it the most enjoyable and safe flight they possibly can. Moving on to tip four, which is another safety thing. It's another really handy thing to get your head around and it's something easy to look at um, just at a glance. You know, something when you're in the air flying, a really easy feature to tap on. So it's the battery icon in the top right corner. If you tap on that, it will pull down a little interface that will show you how far it is away from returning to home, how far it's away from a forced landing and how far until the battery is completely depleted. Again, this is a really easy thing to just tap on when you're flying and it will give you some really useful information at a glance that's important to get your head around. So another really cool tip that I would highly recommend getting used to. Moving on to tip five, which is the pro mode. Really easy to enable. You just tap in the bottom right corner. It will probably be set to auto. If you tap it into pro mode, you then have even more control and even more options. You can play around with the resolutions and frames per second. You can play around with the white balance, shutter speed, ISO and the EV. Really powerful interface and they've changed it slightly over previous drones. I think it's a lot cleaner now and a lot easier to navigate. And I really like how easy it is to just go through the different settings, either you know put them into auto mode or you can actually tweak them and get the most out of them. So that's where I think pro mode really takes it to the next level because you have even more control over your drone at that point. Moving on to tip six, which I actually really love this tip. It's super useful and it's just not mentioned anywhere. It's something that you can't see in the settings. It doesn't explain it. You just have to know it. So if you know, you know. And it's the option to move the camera with the touchscreen. This is remarkably smooth and a very usable way to actually navigate the use of the drone. You know, you could be using the stick on the controller to move the drone and then press and hold and slowly move the camera. So you can pan it, you can point it down on a diagonal, you can point it down to the left, to the right, up, down, all different directions. And it's really versatile and such a handy feature to get used to. Moving on to tip seven, and this is the manual focus and autofocus. Something that I've only just started to play around with, but I love how powerful this is. You can really play around with the focus system to have it as a macro shot or a more distant kind of unlimited focus point, which a lot of other drones have just got that kind of unlimited focus where it's just focused in on everything. But with the Air 2S, you have control over macro shots. So you can shoot something in the foreground and have the background completely blurred out, which I really love. And it's something I'm excited to play around with a little bit more. But this is something that's new and exciting in the Air 2S and so far has been really cool to get my head around. So that's something that you guys can play with and, and really get your head around some nice macro shots and really blurring the background. And the final tip for the flight menu, and it's the zoom settings. 
Now, zoom has always been a little bit of a gimmick with these drones, purely because it's digital zoom and it really does lose the quality, but it's a handy feature to have to kind of scope out an area, or if you really want to punch in and you don't mind losing a bit of quality, then that's really cool. But with the Air 2S, we have a lot more zooming options here. In 1080, we can go all the way up to eight times zoom. You've got some zooming options in 2.7K and 4K. 5K doesn't have the zooming options, but if you play around in the other modes, then you've got a lot of versatility when it comes to zooming. If that's your thing, then you can zoom to your heart's content. And the fact that it's eight times zoom with 1080p is ridiculous. Super exciting for people who love zoom. Moving on to tip nine, and the first tip through the safety menu, and this one has to do with the obstacle avoidance. Now you have the option to bypass, break, or just have it completely off. And I really love the bypass feature. It gives you a dynamic kind of look and process that the drone goes through. So instead of seeing an object and completely stopping or seeing an object and still hitting it because you've turned off the obstacle avoidance, bypass allows the drone to automatically fly around an object and continue on that path. So you get that dynamic movement that's automatically doing its own thing. The drone knows there's something there and it's gonna find a safe path, but continue the shoot. And that is remarkable. So I really recommend the bypass feature. It adds a dynamic moving layer to your shots. If you scroll down a little bit in the safety settings, then you'll find the flight protection. And this is something I showed you in the pre-flight check, but it's just another way to play around with this interface. It allows you to play with the altitude, distance, and return to home altitude. Like I said before, set your return to home altitude anywhere from 80 meters to 100 meters. You need to be aware that things can be higher than 30, 40 meters, and you just need to be you know, really aware of where your drone is in relation to other things. So I think set it at that, and then those other settings are nice to really just play around with the drone if you're practicing and you're in those early stages. If you keep scrolling down in the safety settings, then you'll find tip number 11, which is the advanced safety settings. You can have a look through here, there's a few options in here, but the main thing is to enable AirSense, which for me was turned off by default. You can read through the disclaimer, and then once you've enabled it, then straight when you go into the map interface, you then have an option to click on a plane. And then from there, you have the option for high collision risk, medium, high collision risk, and low, medium, and high collision risk. So it's a really great way to see what's going on around you, to see if there's any potential risks, any flights that are coming through, any planes that you need to be aware of. And this is something that's really important to get your head around. From my understanding, the research I've done so far, the Air 2S itself doesn't send out information to let other people know that this drone is in the area. So it's up to you, it's your responsibility to be careful of other planes in the sky. So we need to, as drone pilots, land our drone or move safely out of the way. It's not up to the manned aircraft, it's really up to us. Moving on to the 12th and final tip within the safety settings, and it's aeroscope. And this is just information that you can add in about your drone. It isn't necessarily something you have to do, but if you've registered your drone, which you should have, then you can put in that registration number here, and then the flight information could just be some more information that's relevant to anyone that's going to access that, whether that's an aircraft, or whether that's you know the governing body that's gonna be looking into this kind of information. It's just really nice to be precise with that and to have some clear identification and flight information. Now moving on to the control menu, we're gonna move on to tip number 13, which is subject scanning. 
And this is a really cool feature. As you can see, straight while I enable it, there's plus signs everywhere. I can tap on them and start tracking anything. Even a moving car that's going by me, I can just tap on it and it'll automatically set a box around it. And then I can start tracking that object. Really handy feature and super easy to use. And now moving on to tip number 14, which I love this tip, is allowing the upward gimbal rotation. And straight when you allow it, it allows your drone to point its camera up by 24 additional degrees. That's a few more degrees and it makes a big difference because you can get such a unique shot looking up at a subject. Previously, you're set at zero degrees, but if you enable that upward rotation, you can look up to 24 degrees. What will you do with those additional 24 degrees, guys? Moving on to tip number 15, which is the advanced gimbal settings. This is something I really love getting my head around and it's extremely powerful because you have options to change the gimbal settings for all of the different modes. And it's extremely powerful to change that. As you can see, you can drastically change the movement of the gimbal itself and you can customize it for all the different modes. So it's something that is really nice to play around with and you'll get used to the, the kind of feeling and the look that you want, whether you want that smooth look that just slowly pans down or whether you want something really sharp and punchy, you can customize that and it's such a powerful tip to really get your head around in a setting that you can really capitalize on to make your footage really smooth and fluid. Tip number 16 is the phone charging option. You tap that on and boom, your phone starts charging. Super handy, especially when you're flying a drone for over an hour, it will just zap all of that battery life. So to be able to put some juice back into your phone is really valuable and I love having that setting turned on. Tip number 17 is the FN button customization and you have options to either tap or double tap and it will do different actions for you. Super handy to get your head around. You've got LED options, you've got map options, you've got advanced camera settings, you've got the AE lock, and you've got a few other settings in there as well. And you can customize what you want that tap or double tap to do. So it's really handy to have it either pull up the map or you can have it so it resets the gimbal or you can go into your advanced camera settings. Like whatever you use the most, make it work for you because it's a really handy button to just tap while you're flying and you don't have to look at the screen and figure out what menu to go into. It's just boom, you're straight into it. So that's something that's super handy to get your head around and you can customize two different options for the FN button. Moving on to tip number 18 and the final tip for the control menu. And this is the flight tutorial. Again, a really nice safety mechanic, safety system that DJI have put in here. And it really just breaks down what you need to know as a beginner. It tells you about the propellers, tells you about the gimbal and the aircraft orientation. It breaks down the interface, the map, how it all works. And it gives you a clear breakdown of everything that you need to know. So this is a really cool tutorial to go through. Firstly, it's great for beginners, but also people who have used drones before. This will tell you basically what's different with this drone. It will tell you all the different things that you need to get used to. And uh, I found it to be quite a useful tutorial to look through. Moving on to tip number 19, and this is the color profile or the color settings that you have in the camera menu. So basically you can play around with this. You have normal, HLG and D-Log. And I really like how flat the D-Log mode is. It's just such a flat color profile. It gives you so many options to play around with it. But the normal is also beautiful. The colors pop, it's really crispy. And honestly, normal works for so many people. I'm sure you really don't need to play around with it if you don't care too much. But you also have the option to go into D-Log to get a nice flat profile so you can play around with it as much as you want when you take it back home and put it in your editing program. If you keep scrolling down in the camera menu, then you'll come across 
the histogram, which is tip number 20. The histogram is super powerful and something I always enable straight away with a new drone. It basically gives you an idea of how underexposed or overexposed the shot is. As you see, as I bump up the EV, it's completely overexposed. And if I pull it down, then it's completely underexposed. And the histogram will react to that and tell you what's going on in the scene. So it's something that I love to set up straight away. And then tip number 21 is the overexposure warning. And this is the zebra patterns that you can see on the clouds and in the background. And this will let you know if something's completely overexposed. Again, a really clear representation of what's going on. Something I love to set up because it lets me know if something is completely blown out and overexposed. Tip number 22 and the final tip for the camera settings is the grid lines. And this is again something I like to enable straight away. I like to have the rule of thirds and I like to have that center point. Again, it's something just to let me know exactly what's going on. It might be a lot for you guys to look at. It's quite a cluttered interface, but that rule of thirds lets me know how I'm going to frame the shot. And then that center point lets me know exactly where the center of the frame is. It's something I'd love to set up on all of my drones. And I'd love to know what you guys think. Do you like to set this up? Is this useful or is it too much? Moving on to tip number 23, and this is in the transmission section. So this is something that is just really good to get your head around. The first thing is just viewing how stable the transmission is. So that's my first tip, the first thing that you can look at. It shows you a true representation of how many frequencies are in the area. You can play around with smooth or HD. You can then play around with the frequencies and that will let you know how cluttered that area is, how many frequencies are getting pumped out from all the different electronics and houses in the area. So that's a really nice representation. And then moving on to tip number 24, which is how to change to the manual settings. And the manual settings actually allow you to kind of swipe across and drag your finger to see exactly where you should set that frequency to. And if you're in an area that's completely cluttered, there's so many frequencies and you're finding that the automatic just isn't working for you, then bump it into manual and play around with that to see where that sweet spot is. This is something I've had to do with older drones that worked really well when the range wasn't fantastic or there was a lot of interference. It might not be an issue with the Air 2S, but it's just something to keep your head around because it's such a useful feature to just jump into and manually adjust. Moving on to tip number 25, which is in the about section, which if you just tap on that, you'll see all the information of your drone. You can change the name of the drone, you can see what firmware you're up to, and you can see some key information there that might be relevant if you need to put in a claim or if you just need to look up something online. This about section is really clear and easy to navigate through. And then tip number 26 is to check for updates manually through the about section. So you can see it's really clear, you just check for updates and it will let you know whether there's an update or whether it's up to date. Really easy and that is my final tip, setting number 26. So that's right guys, 26 tips and settings to get your head around with the new DJI Air 2S. This will take your flight experience to the next level, it will improve your overall experience and your video quality and everything you could imagine, just navigating the drone, getting used to how it all works. I really hope this was helpful. I really appreciate all of your time. I'd love your thoughts in the comments below and I'll chat to you in the next one where I've got some more Air 2S content. Have an amazing day guys and I'll talk to you soon. Peace out.